Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn Nicotine Pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zen 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. We got a dust-up in the NBA, the Washington Wizards, and the Boston Celtics going at it. Another NBA game that ended about midway through the first quarter. This has not been the most compelling couple of days of basketball. Welcome in the beginning of another hour, it's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere. The vast Fox Sports Radio Network emanating live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on your car insurance. Just visit geico.com for a free rate quote. In the late game, the Golden State Warriors never trailed against the Utah Jazz, and they won uh, not covering the spread, but they won. Uh, well, you never got the sense they were in any real danger of losing to the Jazz, uh, but they did not cover the point spread, which I guess means something if you're a degenerate gambler. But from an actual wins-loss standpoint, no danger at all, at all. And the Warriors have won 21 of their last 22 games as they are toying with the Utah Jazz in that series. Now, the Washington Wizards and the Boston Celtics, the early matchup, on a Thursday night in the in the NBA, Washington jumped all over the Celtics. Now, it wasn't from 
the beginning of the game, because I think the game was at tw- tied at 12 at one point, but the Wizards went on a 22-to-love run in the first quarter. And those handful of minutes when Washington was looking like the Harlem Globetrotters there and the Celtics, well, we know what they look like on the other side, that, that decided the entire game. From that point forward, unlike the games in Boston, when the Wizards jumped out to a sizable lead and gave it back, this was an even bigger lead, and they didn't give it back. John Wall and company, they led by as many as 26 in the first half and then completely hit the uh, the dynamite button in the second half, blowing the doors off the Celtics, extended garbage time, a cakewalk situation. John Wall had 24 points and eight assists, and it was an ensemble effort by Washington. Six different Wizards players scored in double figures. It was as you would expect, when the score is 116-89, to 89, and if you're bad at math, that's a 27-point spread in favor of the home team in Washington, you would expect a balanced effort. You would expect the Washington Wizards to share the love of points and whatnot, and there was plenty of offense to go around when you score that many points. The Celtics did not win a single quarter, and this continues a trend in this series of the home team winning every game between these two teams. Uh, It's been that way going back to the regular season. So the Wizards are on the board. You can put them on the board. Yeah, as Hawk Harrelson would say. But the overall series still in favor of the Celtics, so those two home games. They've got home court advantage. And if neither team wins on the road, I think we know how this is going to end up, and that would be the Boston Celtics winning. And that is all secondary to the mouthwatering subplot that took place in the second quarter. Uh, it was just wonderful. Now, there was a, a prelim, which wasn't all that good. That led in to Kelly Arubre. Arubre. I can't even say. <laughs> Ubre. What did I call him? Arubre? Abreu, I was going to go. <laughs> Ubre. Kelly Ubre of the uh, Washington Wizards, who took offense. He took, uh, he was a little upset. Ubre was not happy with Kelly Olynyk, right? And so Ubre was upset with a screen. It was it was Kelly on Kelly crime here, and Ubre was was annoyed. There was a a hard screen, but a legal screen. It was not an illegal screen because I know the rule book. I've spent time as an NBA official for years, and I know that Kelly Olynyk, while it was uh, it was it was on the line of illegal, it was not illegal. It was a hard screen, and that used to be a normal screen in the NBA. Uh, but Ubre was not happy with that, and he snapped. He became deranged, and it was like it was like a bullfight all of a sudden. Oh, I'm gonna get you, and bam, right there. And Olenek, cle- Olenek clearly uh, benefited from this because he he had time to prepare himself. And as you know, when you've got two guys going at it, one guy's charging the other guy. If you know what's coming at you, you can prepare like a stunt person you can prepare your body but here's the the blow by blow let's go to the boxing play-by-play and the tail of the tape and now Olenek setting a screen and Ubre then decks him Ubre goes after Olenek and now security gets involved and now we are unfortunately going to have ejections Ubre got up and went about would he do that? 20 feet and just pushed Olenek So that's going to be the end of Kelly Oubre's night, I'm, I'm sorry to say. 
I'm not sorry to say. He, he got his money's worth, right? I mean, who pray he he ran like he was a defensive end tackling a quarterback. I mean, it was he might as well be playing for the Washington Redskins. They could use him on defense, Ubre. So anyway, so so that was the Wizards play by play on that. The the question is this, and, and the game itself, there's not much there. There's blowouts, there's not a lot of drama there. We can break down the dental situation of Isaiah Thomas, who's teeth he's got the the temporary tooth and it falls out and so but the the question is what punishment is Adam Silver going to hand down to Kelly Oubre of the Wizards now the the argument here is that uh, it, we we don't know for sure now some people are saying well Kiki Vandeweghe is actually the one that's going to do it he happened to be at that game that Vandeweghe the old Portland Trailblazer and a bunch of other teams is going to be the one that makes that decision I disagree I think this comes from Adam Silver that he will be the one that does it but and, and I've heard some of the, the pundits have chimed in on this, supposedly the smartest people in the room, and I've heard anywhere from no suspension and just a fine to a one-game suspension, some people going as high as a two-game suspension. Uh, so what do I think is going to happen? I'm going with a one-game suspension and a minimum $50,000 fine for Ubre. So one-game suspension, $50,000 fine, and, and I'll tell you why. A, it's all about the optics. It's a bad look for the NBA, and it's it's the equivalent of post-traumatic stress syndrome for the NBA. People that work in the NBA, uh, for many, the darkest moment in modern times in the NBA happened at the Palace of Auburn Hills. It was also the greatest night of radio we've ever had. The Indiana Pacers and the Detroit Pistons were going at it back at the Malice at the Palace, and it was not very good for the people that worked in the NBA at that time. It made the league look like a bunch of hoodlums, right? People went nuts. How can you have your players go in the crowd? Oh, my God, these these guys are vicious uh, beasts. How could you? you got to control them. No, I loved every second of that. It was amazing radio. We had great conversation that night. The NBA people didn't like it at all, right? And so this is it's, – it's similar to how baseball reacts to gambling, right? And none of the people who work in baseball now were alive – when the Black Sox scandal rocked baseball. None of us were alive when that happened. But the fallout has passed on from generation to generation where even nowadays people freak out in baseball when when it comes to gambling. It's part of the culture of the sport. People that are the higher-ups freak out about it, and it goes back to the Black Sox thing. Well, my argument is in the NBA they're going to overreact just like Kelly Oubre uh, uh, overreacted. The, the same situation is in play here. Oubre overreacted, and I would suspect that as a result of that, he's going to get a one-game, minimum one-game suspension and a $50,000 fine. I'd be surprised, very surprised, if that does not happen. Right? And, and there's a couple of reasons why, because the main one is Oubre is a nobody in NBA circles. I know he's a first-round draft pick, but he hasn't really made a mark in the NBA, and that's important. Why is it important? Because you can make an example out of him, and there's going to be little blowback. If that had been John Wall that had run after a Celtic player like a bull, the reaction would have been different. The punishment would have been different. That's the star system. And so Hubre's problem is he's not a big enough name to warrant less punishment. But even uh, John Wall, that same situation – the, the optics are bad. Now, that said, I, again, it did appear that Kelly Olenek was trying to win a Tony Award. Uh, and it's just a really good flop. Uh, solid. Solid all the way around. Here's uh, Scott Brooks.
Brooksy, the former UC Irvine anteater back in the day, commenting on his version of the fight. Two teams are very competitive. Whatever you keep getting hit in the head, you might, re- you might respond that way, and I think that's what he did. I'm not saying that that was the right thing to do. Uh, we have to focus on playing basketball. We can't control what, what they're doing. We just have to control within our game plan and stay focused. I haven't talked to him. Definitely will talk to him. We've got to keep our control. And, you know, you've got to let the referees call those calls. And, and, and at, that, at that particular time, they did call the right call. All right. So, Brooks, uh, uh, these, these coaches after the – I haven't spoken to them. I, it's like everything. Like Popovich. So, I don't know. It's bad. I don't know how bad it is with, with Parker intimating that the other night. And then we realized that Tony Parker's out for the rest of the playoffs. So, uh, the entire game, there was a uh, increased level of angst between the Wizards and the Celtics. And Ubre and Olinick, their dust-up aside, right, it, it, there was a bunch of other stuff that happened where it, it was always on edge throughout the game. Here's Isaiah Thomas of the Celtics who didn't play very well, and he pointed out what it was like in that environment where everyone was kind of on the edge. If it happens, it happens. I mean, it's the playoffs, but we just we got to control ourselves a little, a little, a little better. But the refs got to control the game as well. I mean, we can't do it all, but we just got to hit first. They they hit us first. They have more energy than us, and usually the team that hits first and is more physical, the refs allow them to be more physical throughout the whole game. So we got to make the adjustments. We got to tip our hat offs to the Wizards. They played a really good game on both ends of the floor, and they were the aggressor tonight. A couple of things. Number one, you're a basketball player. You don't wear hats. That's baseball. They wear hats in baseball. Basketball players don't have to wear a hat when they're on the court. Uh, and number two, doesn't that sound like it came? That was Isaiah Thomas. Doesn't it sound like that came from his buddy Floyd Mayweather? Like, that's, that's money Mayweather advice right there. You got to hit him first. You got to hit him first. A, any boxing uh, person knows that, right? Although it's ironic because Floyd Mayweather is legendary for just kind of dancing around. Right? He's the, the great technical defensive fighter. Uh, and but, uh, clearly he's rubbing off. Some kind of wisdom has dropped to I, Isaiah Thomas there. Uh, now, John Wall was the What do you think about the Wizards? Yeah, I'm talking about him. Calm down. I'm talking about the Wizards. So, John Wall, 24 points, 8 assists, and as the star of the Washington Wizards, although the Wizards are not a very popular team. That's fair to say. The Wizards don't have a huge national following. They don't have a huge following in the greater Washington, D.C. area, but... Uh, John Wall giving his 10 cents, and he's going to the bag of sports cliches to break down his version of the Ubre Olinick get-together. We have to do a better job in that. He's important to our team. He's an X factor. Like what? we told him, we understand you get frustrated. There's plenty of times through our games I want to do stuff, but I know how much I mean to the team. And I think it's just a learning experience for him. <laughs> learning, learning experience. That is one of my new pet peeves. I, I watch a lot of bad baseball teams play, and the announcers rationalize bad baseball by saying, well, yeah, we might have lost by 10 runs today, but it was a learning experience. And, I, and every time I hear that, I, I want to throw something at my television. And I think, it's so stupid. You learn by losing by 10 runs. You learn you suck is what you learn. Okay, that's what you learn. So let's stop that. As far as John Wall trying to sell that, uh, that his teammate – uh, Kelly Oubre is a an X factor for the Washington Wizards. He averaged six points a game. That's that's your X factor. I mean, come on. You think we're stupid? Maybe you do think we're stupid. Maybe we are stupid, but we're not that stupid. 
Well, what, 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 all right, so listen, I'm grateful for this. Uh, and it was, again, Kelly Olynyk was his screen dirty. I didn't see it that way. Kelly Olynyk, you know what he does? He plays like a classic Celtic player from different ages, like the Bronze Age back in the in the 1980s when the Celtics had some great teams. He reminds me of a Greg Kite or another player of that year, Bill Lamebeer, right? And, and Olynyk. He's not as good as Bill Lambeer. Lambeer was a pretty good player in his day, but Olenek plays like the the modern goon role. You can't really have an old-school goon in modern times, but it's bully basketball. It's the modern version of bully basketball. He is an instigator, an agitator. That's what Kelly Olenek does for the Celtics more than anything. He's a troublemaker. That's his role on the Celtics. Now, if he scores some points, that's great, and he does that occasionally. He's a perimeter player more than anything. He sets screens. It's up to the Wizards in this case to avoid the bait. You know going in, everyone in the NBA has the book on Kelly Olenek. He's been around a few years now. He's the one that's going to try to get under your skin and agitate you. And clearly, Kelly Oubre failed in this particular game. Didn't matter last night. There was all that tension and the nerves, and Washington was up by a zillion points. We even had... Terry Rozier and Brandon Jennings getting ejected. The Celtic backup and the Wizards backup, both being escorted out of the arena for double technicals, technical fouls. They were just going back and forth. And uh, Brad Stevens, Mr. I don't say any curse words, Brad Stevens got a technical foul uh, also. There were three ejections in 48 minutes of basketball. And uh, that's the story from Washington. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Right now, though, let's go to Las Wages, Nevada, Las Vegas, and direct the man that is in charge of uh, the Aria Las Vegas. He runs the sports book there. Jeff uh, Hoos is here. He's hanging out with us on the radio. Jeff, welcome. I, I want to know, Jeff, uh, it's a two-team race. There are 30 teams in the NBA, but there's really only two that have an opportunity, it would appear, uh, to win the championship, the two, uh, the, the two powers, Golden State and Cleveland. So, Jeff, uh, answer the question. Who's getting more love in Las Vegas? Is it Cleveland or is it Golden State? We are writing more tickets on Cleveland, but there is more money on Golden State. All right, is that because of geography? Is that would that be a geography situation, possibly? It probably has more to do with value. Golden State's minus three twenty to win the championship, meaning you got to lay three dollars and twenty cents for every dollar you wish to win. So we're seeing larger bets on Golden State, but more people are throwing down tickets on Cleveland. Yeah, and and then on the flip side of that, is there anyone else? I know there's only a few teams left now. We're into the semifinals, but is there any other team that people are latching on to other than the two teams? At the top there. No, those are your two favorites running away with it. You get a few tickets on Boston here and there, but it's yeah. it's all Cleveland or Golden State. Yeah, I got you. I got you. All right, we're, uh, I want to I move around a little bit because we don't have a lot of time with you, so I want to get as much as we, as we can. And the the Major League Baseball uh, season, which I am paying attention to, and i got to tell you, uh, Jeff, that watching uh, the basketball games, they've been so lopsided, I've been able to catch up on baseball. Like I flip ball, I watch like a half of the basketball game and then I'll flip over and watch the baseball games. And there's a couple of teams, it's only a month into the season, they're playing better than expected. The Astros, the Rockies are playing pretty well. There's a couple other teams the first month or so of the baseball season. 
But from a wagering standpoint, is are any of these teams that aren't the usual suspects getting attention at the casino there as far as to win the World Series? Well, your usual World Series futures leaders are the Cubs, Indians, and Red Sox. They have the lowest odds. They're also writing the most tickets on those teams. But uh, all of the teams you just mentioned have seen their odds uh, drop way down since they started playing well. Like the Strohs have gone from 22 to 1 to 8 to 1. The Rocks have gone from 50 to 1 to 30 to 1. And the Twins have gone from 150 to 1 to 100 to 1. And that's just after, what, yeah. three, four weeks? Yeah. Well, even the, I, I watched the, the Twins. They played a day game with Oakland. And it's Listen, they're not. That pitching staff. I, I know they're playing well now, but I'm not. Uh, I'm yeah, that's <laughs> not sustainable. Uh, yeah. All those teams started in first place today. Uh, and but you know you're seeing where you're seeing the real adjustment in the odds is in the day-to-day action because in those first couple of weeks like the Twins and Rockies were only favored in four of the 13 games they played and then this month they've been a favorite in every game but one game. All right, and, and I want to get over to the NFL too. We're talking with Jeff, who's the man that runs uh, the sports book at the Aria in uh, Las Vegas and the, the the draft. I just had a guy, a blind guy, Jeff, that called me up. He wanted to talk about Taco. Charlton, the Cowboys draft pick. Everyone's all jones up for the sports name ever. Exactly, right? That's a pretty good name. But does this impact what you guys do? I mean, a bunch of these guys will fail. Some will make it. Some will not make it and be out of the NFL in a couple of years. But for what you do when you guys set the line going forward, is it, are any of these players going to have any impact as far as the, the futures in the NFL from the draft? Yeah, short answer, not really, because I'm looking at the championship futures from the week before and the week after the draft, and the impact is pretty minimal. It doesn't have the same impact that the free agency period does. Yeah, and speaking of that, though, we had uh, a lot of running backs changing teams, a couple of quarterbacks. Uh, the wow factor was – I would say the wow factor was limited in free agency, but of the players that changed teams, who had the biggest impact with what you guys do in Vegas? Well, New England won the off season too. So yeah. uh, even though they opened as favorites at six to one, that's already been cut in half to three to one because of Brandon Cooks, Dwayne Allen, Coney Ely, and they kept Dante Hightower, who looked like he was leaving. Uh, you want to talk about other maybe a, a single player moving the line a bit? Adrian Peterson had a tangible effect on odds. Uh, the Saints have gone from fifty to one down to twenty-five to one. Now, whether that makes them any better is a matter for some debate. You can argue they got worse this offseason. Yeah, I'm not buying that. And uh, my, no, me my, my guy, uh, Danny G, is a big Raider guy. He's all about Marshawn Lynch, you know, beast mode and all that. I don't know how that's going to work out either. But speaking of the Raiders, now, now, Jeff, I know you've been in Vegas a long time. You've you know been, it. You've been part of this. You run the R. You're big time, big guy there in Vegas. This is a game-changing situation. The NFL is going to be in your city in a couple of years. and you've got It's surreal, the, isn't it? Yeah, it's nuts. And the NHL is going to be there sooner than that. In a couple of months, the NHL will be playing regular season games there. So you've been in the, the sports gaming industry for a while. What is going to change because of this? I don't think a lot's going to change on our end. Uh, if you look at it, there's a bit of precedent here. We've been legally booking UNLV and Nevada games since 2001. Also, the NFL has been playing regular season games in England where legal sports betting exists since 2007. So what I'm seeing is acceptance of the industry is becoming increasingly mainstream. Now, you and I go back a ways, so you've been on board for a long time. But the rest of the world is coming around, and I foresee the next generation doing this as a non-issue. Yeah, and Jeff, I want to bring that up because I tell people all the time, but you, you're someone that works in this, so you can explain better than me, like – you're the guys that are good. You're watching everything. You're not going to allow any funny business to go on when the Ra- for example, when the Raiders start playing games in Vegas. 
explain what happens if there's some weird movement with uh, wagering on a, for example, when the Raiders go there, say they play the the L.A. Chargers, and there's some crazy stuff going on. What do you guys do there? What's the the check and balance uh, system with this? Without getting into it in too much detail, I'll let you know that we are a very, very thoroughly regulated industry. We operate like a financial institution. Everything that happens in a casino sports book is just like what happens in a bank. It leaves big fingerprints. It leaves a big paper trail. Everything's above board. Yeah. In other words, if someone's not kosher, you're not going to get get it past the uh, the goaltender. All right, we got the Kentucky Derby this weekend. Now, help us out. Uh, tell these guys not to listen I work with because we've got the Derby Pick'em coming up in a little bit. But any tips, Kentucky Derby, any tips on uh, on what well, to look for this weekend? Ben, I'm honored you'd ask, but I advise your <laughs> listeners against putting too much stock in the wagering advice of anybody who ended up working for a casino. Uh, that said, everybody loves the Derby. And at the risk of sounding too chalky, I like McCracken. He's ran three times at Churchill, won all three, and has a mutter's pedigree. And it might rain this weekend. It might rain, yeah. And for you, like, I would think there's a lot of people that don't know anything about horse racing that just are walking through the casino. They know it's Derby weekend. They see a bunch of people with funny hats on on television. This must be great for you guys, right? Because people walk in there, they know nothing, and they're like, all right, I'll bet a couple of bucks a year, a couple of bucks there. That's going to be great for you guys. Exactly. It's just a big commercial for the sport. You know, it's horse racing, and we're going to get probably get to it later, boxing. They don't really hold the same space in the American uh, landscape they used to. But they do the big days better than anybody. Yeah, and speaking of big days in boxing, we'll, we'll end it on this: the the fight, Julio Caesar Chavez Jr. A, I believe a big underdog, right, against Alvarez this weekend. How much interest is there? I think you already revealed the answer here, uh, Jeff. But uh, the interest in that fight this weekend? Well, yeah, they're over at T-Mobile, the new arena out here, where they're going to play hockey. This fight's been sold out for months. We're expecting a big holiday weekend here for this fight. And uh, yeah, like you mentioned, Canelo, a big favorite. Uh, six twenty-five, meaning you have to wager six hundred twenty-five dollars to make a profit of a hundred. Whereas Chavez, a hundred-dollar bet will pay you four fifty. Wow, that's a, uh, that's a uh, rather sizable uh, separation point. All right, Jeff, uh, thank you. We love uh, the Aria, great sports book there, and uh, I know I'll go back with you a while. So thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. All right, my man, you have a good night. All right, there he goes, Jeff. Who's from the Aria sports book there? The man that runs it, the manager of the Aria sports book in. In Vegas, yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. Uh, helmet Man, real quick. We got Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Helmet Man, though, first. Hello. Top of the morning. Oh, the show sounds different on delay. We're playing some different music there, Eddie. <laughs> I, I hear that. Sounds yeah. like Christmas music. What, what the heck is that? Oh, uh, Roger and Hart. Uh, Tony Bennett sing the songs of Roger and Hart. Is that what's on hold when you call the show? Do we play that in the background? Is that? What... <laughs> yeah, I cut it off. Yeah. Uh, Why'd you yeah, cut it uh, off? That's probably better than this. I mean, jeez. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, I was going over my uh, sports inventory. Oh yeah. Okay. Always. We love to learn what. Our friend Helmet Man has what kind of stuff he's got there? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what you think about the Ravens? Uh, you know they are uh, draft picked. Huh? Yeah, how you think they're gonna do? You don't really care how I think they're gonna do. You don't really care. You're not worried about what I think, right? You just 
you just found a way to talk about the Ravens. You don't really care, though, right? Yeah, but you rip the Ravens all the time. Oh, well, I'm accurate, right? I'm not wrong in that. Everything I say is, is based in fact. Yeah, that. when are you going to be a Raven fan, Ben? Never, never, never. When, maybe they'll give me a statue, but I'd have to, I'd have to commit some crime, and then I'd get a statue. Hey, you know what happened? You know what? I, I just remember this. Uh, you know that bus stop across the street on Ventura before you get to the uh, studio? <laughs> yes, I've gotten the bus there many times. Yes. Yeah, guys told me that I look like Elmer Fudd from a Bus Bunny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't look like no Elmer. No, Fudd. no, no. You're not. You're not I'm Elmer. on the live air. You're not Elmer J. Fudd at all. I don't. No, I don't no, believe. I think uh, uh, President Obama looked like that Elmer Fudd with the large ears he had. Oh, no. see, Elmer man, that's gonna get me in trouble, <laughs> Elmer man. That's well, not. That's not helpful. Yeah. No, the Wizards won, Ben. I, I'm aware of that. Yeah, I did a monologue about that earlier. Very impressive win for the Wizards. You got to feel yeah, pretty good. what do you good. think about the Wizards? All right. What do I think about the Wizards? Uh, I think they should feel pretty good about themselves right now. The problem is they're going to have to win a game in Boston, and that that is a big elephant in the room. But as long as they can win the, the home games, they can extend the series. And certainly if they play like they did last night, they're going to win the series. But I expect the Celtics to bounce back and win the the game coming up this weekend, game four. So. Yeah, they blew two games. They supposed to be uh they they're supposed to be two to one. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I gotta Elmer Elmer, I gotta go do some jokes, okay? I gotta go. Thank you. All right, there you go. Top of the morning to you. There he goes. The, that Elmer Fudd drops pretty good too. I we should add that to our collection of helmet man drops for the show. Let's get to it. Here we go. Knock, knock. Who's there? Lame week. Lame week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. All right, here we go. Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. Not as many jokes this week as in the last couple weeks, so keep that up. If you want to contribute to this, these are all listener-generated jokes sent in by listeners like yourself. It's Show at Gmail. Show at Gmail. That is the email address. Batting leadoff as typical is Sirius Sean, who's going to bat lead off. You got a joke for us, Sirius Sean? Yeah, I have one right here. and I've been stuck up in paperwork today because if I'm going to come to the studio in a couple of weeks, I have to do some paperwork today. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sirius Sean's going to come by. You're going to come hang out with us in a couple of weeks. That's, I'm looking forward to meeting you. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, oh, yeah. me and all, the, all my friends in the studios are going to have fun. Well, you're not bringing, like, a group of people. It's just you are going to come hang out. We, uh, we don't invite, like, multiple people here. No, I yeah. mean, like, friends like Coop and Danny oh, yeah. G. Yeah, Coop will teach you how to produce, and uh, yeah. I'll keep the weed away from you. And then Eddie will show you what hockey's all about, and then Danny will teach you the greatness of the Raiders. So, yeah. How about them pirates? No. No. All right, let's get to the joke. Here we go. Let's get to the joke series, Sean. What do we got? All right, since I'm going to Disneyland today, I have a Disney joke right here for you. And it is, what is Mickey Mouse's favorite sport to play? I don't know. It's mini golf. (laughs) (laughs) All right, enjoy your night. All right, thank you. All right, bud. That was your best joke so far. 
Coop's dying over there. <laughs> he thinks that's the funniest thing he's ever heard. All right, Big Ben's lame jokes. Here we go. Is my laugh track ready? It was, it was a dirty joke from Sirius I Sean. Know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I don't know that he realized it was a dirty joke, but that's the beauty of, of Sirius Sean. Uh, all right, if, if joke's funny, you'll hear this. Uh, uh, applause. If it's not funny, you'll hear this. And uh, if it's on the fence, you'll hear this. And In honor of the date today. <laughs> if you have sombrero <laughs> throw it to this guy. <laughs> All right, I got. All right, stop. I, I, I got my laugh track over here. Are you there, my laugh track? Are you there? Hey, two and a half hours I've been on hold. All right. All right, stop. Eddie's going to bounce the jokes back to me. Coop's got offensive jokes. All right, here we go. Uh, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, how can you tell the Minnesota Wild has been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs? I don't know, Ben. How can you tell the Minnesota Wild have been eliminated from the Stanley Cup playoffs? Their female fans have shaved off their playoff beards. <laughs> from Eek in Roseville, Minnesota. Did you hear that the Navy is going to have a special division for obese people? No, I did not hear that, no. Yeah, they're going to call it the Gravy Seals. It's from Mel. Thank you, Mel. Well, a woman returned from a long trip to find pigeons... Living in her kitchen. She had left the, the window uh, open in the kitchen. Oh, and, no. That could be messy. Yeah. Uh, Chris Anderson said his mom is, uh, is hopeful that he'll find NBA work soon. Sent <laughs> from Steve. That's a Birdman reference, I think. Yeah. All right. Uh, Panthers offensive tackle Michael Orr accused of assaulting an Uber driver in Nashville this week. I saw that, yeah. The driver said he was blindsided. Points for me, by the way. Right. You didn't like that weed, man? That wasn't good? That was... Give me a show. All right, stop, stop, stop. All right. <laughs> Why don't clams donate to charities? Uh, I don't know, Ben. Why don't clams donate to charities? Because they're shellfish. <laughs> the uh, guy in Beaver Dam sent that one in. He also sent this one in. What is uh, Frog's favorite beverage? A frog's Fro- favorite. A frog's favorite beverage. Yeah. I don't know. Croke a cola. If you have a sombrero, <laughs> throw it to the sky. <laughs> well, Canadian health authorities have launched a nationwide recall of gin, Bombay gin, after apparently there was too much alcohol in the bottles. Oh, genie's heading north of the border. Yeah, and a related note Johnny Football's looking at the CFL again. Well, the Colts have signed 18 rookie free agents, including Ken Griffey Jr.'s son. Uh, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, Jim Mercer is very excited, says he'll bat cleanup. Ooh. Did you like that, weed man? Where's the Oxy Cotton? Jim Mercer, I want to hang out with All right, stop, stop. I bet he you got anything cool? What do you got? What's the difference between the month of February and Aaron Hernandez? I, I don't know. February made it to 28. All right, moving on. With his QB options limited, Jay Cutler is said to be exploring a television career. Oh, really? Yeah, Cutler's up for the role of Oscar the Grouch. There you go. Uh, Seth sent that one in. Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Science tells us that laughter helps increase memory and learning. 
increases memory and learning, yeah. huh? Greg Popovich disagrees. <laughs> Does Hector have a joke? What do you got for me, Hector and Montebello? No, I'm trying to talk to Hector. I got uh, Weedman's there also. Hello, Hector. Hey guys, why did Ben Mali not come on Sunday? Uh, we don't want. To. Oh. <laughs> yes, yes, Hector. Why didn't he come? Uh, uh, Why did Ben Mallard not come on Sunday? I I don't know. Because I... he was celebrating Halloween early and was putting on his his um. Ah, oh, that's a terrible. <laughs> 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 He's so stupid. I tried to warn him. I said, Hector, it's not a good joke, oh, but you can tell everyone. All right. He's so oh, that's so stupid. He's I, yeah, his, his delivery was great. That's, oh, that's your guy. That's your guy right there. Uh, all right, we will have the uh, rest of Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. We'll get to that. I right, stop. <laughs> it was making noise. <laughs> right, we'll get to that. We'll do it next. <laughs> all right, the big finish of Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. These are listener-generated jokes, which gives us, when our bosses call us if they don't like the segment, we just say, it's not our, it's not our fault. Blame you. Right? Great. All right, let's get back to it. Here we go. Actual jokes sent in by actual listeners. Skateboard legend Tony Hawk filmed rats causing a, a car fire, Eddie. Rats causing a car fire. Okay. Yeah. Police are investigating the Philadelphia fans. From Matt in New Jersey. Deputies in South Carolina have arrested a man who they say broke into his neighbor's house and made a sandwich. Interesting. He couldn't make a sandwich in his own house? Bartolo Colon had no comment on this story. (laughs) Nothing to to say there. Uh, Why did Ben Maller's dad, that would be my dad, get booted out of the Crips gang? I don't know. Why did your dad get booted out of the Crips? Because he likes to draw his own blood. (laughs) It's from uh, Kurt from Earth. Yeah, my dad does not like much. He's very bored with life, but he loves... When the Red Cross sends him an email, says that we need your blood. It's a big highlight. He very, looks forward to that every time. I, I, get, I talk to him. Oh, I'm so excited. They want my blood. Uh, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Did you hear about the Berkeley athlete who was really talented and really stupid, Eddie? No, I didn't hear about that. Yeah, the NFL drafted him, and he fled to Canada. So my Gordon... In Tacoma. If Eddie Garcia was addicted to Coke, what would he be doing right now? I don't know, Ben. What would I be doing right now? Trying to snort the punchlines. <laughs> from uh, Kurt from Earth. You got anything, Coop? Yeah, did you hear about the uh, that NFL player that hit a woman? No. I realize this doesn't work with our format. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. It doesn't... Doesn't work. Oh, cool. Geez. Can we get Hector back on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, Coop, tell a joke. I still have the 9 11 joke. <laughs> all right, stop, stop. What's the. That was a, a, a random appearance by Weed Man Hippie. Uh, what's the difference between former Toronto Mayor Rob Ford and the Raptors? I don't know. What's the difference between Rob Ford and the Raptors? Rob Ford has a better chance of rising from the dead. Kurt from Earth sent that one. North Korea has been testing missiles and blowing things up, Eddie. Yeah, I know. On a side note, Weed Man Hippie is now convinced that Danny G must be a North Korean. 
<laughs> I know it. All right, last one. How does Koopaloop decide who is going to play Mallers Mountain of Money? I don't know. How does he decide that? He weeds out the contestants. That's what he does. That's why the game's so bad right there. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, let's get to this. Here we go. Let's do it. Here we go. And now, it's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Let's do it. it. Here we go. Yes, Benny's Balderdash. And we get to it right now. Category number one. I am a loser. It's category number one. Category number two. That's a drop for you, Danny, by the way. Category number two, Cinco de Mayo, my holiday, Eddie. Today, wonderful. Your holiday? Yes, my holiday. I was unaware of that. I lived in Lincoln Heights. Uh, Absolutely my holiday. Um, And category number three, murder was the case that they gave me. That's a category from last week that we didn't use. All right. Uh, We have Tyler, who's been winning. He tied last week. Hello, Tyler. Hey, Ben, how you doing? Welcome back, and you are, you're at it again here, and you're going to go against Jay Money, Tyler. You're excited about that? A little bit. It was fun last week. Okay. You know, uh, John Pierre Paul is my favorite uh, football player. Okay. <laughs> uh, Jay Money, are you there, Jay Money? I'm here. All right. You ready, Jay Money? I'm ready. All right, buddy. Uh, let's do this here. You guys are ready. I've revealed the categories. And again, uh, category one, uh, I'm a loser baby. Category two, Cinco de Mayo and Category 3, Murder was the case they gave me. Now, I don't know who gets to go first. I guess Tyler's won a few, so we'll let you pick the category, Tyler. Uh, I am a loser. Okay. That's a personal situation. Everyone in this category couldn't win a championship. Everyone in this category couldn't win a championship. For $200, if he is not on set with Shaq. Tyler. Tyler. Charles Barkley. Wow. That is correct, and Tyler takes the lead, two hundred to nothing, four hundred dollars. This Gonzaga alum from nineteen eighty four, a sixteenth overall pick, lost to Michael Jordan's Bulls twice. He also Tyler. Tyler John Stockton. Yes, who is John Stockton of the Utah Jazz fame? Six hundred dollars. This nineteen eighty three Rookie of the Year. And 1984 NFL MVP played 17 seasons, all with the same team. Luke, Jay Money. Jay Money. Dan Bam. Nice. And Jay Money ties it up. Back and forth we go. $800 for you, uh, Jay Money. And uh, on the line here for you, Jay Money and Tyler uh, on Balderdash on Fox Sports Radio. Probably the greatest hitter ever. This four-time MVP played for the Red Sox and was twice called up. Tyler. Tyler. Ted Williams? Yeah, there's a tunnel name oh, after him uh, in Boston. Ted Williams called up military service as a Marine Corps pilot. $1,000. Uh, I am a loser, baby, is the category for $1,000. This member of the 3,000 Hit Club out of Panama is a seven-time batting champion and has a career average of 328. He only hit 220 in the playoffs, though. Never Tyler. made Tyler. Lifeline. All right, uh, Tyler. Uh, he said he's doing it off the All right, stop. Hold on. Now, now, Coop, what's the rule on Lifeline? I can't finish this. I guess I kind of did finish this, but uh, who do you want to use as your Lifeline, Tyler? Eddie Garcia. All right, Eddie, do you know the answer? I think it's Rod Carew. Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, he's, 
He's nice one, Eddie. He's got a new heart. Thank you. You know, Rod had a yeah, heart I, transplant. I did see that, yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, let's... Uh, all right, and moving on. Uh, where do you want to go here, Tyler? we got Cinco de Mayo. Uh, let's do Cinco de Mayo. All right. Cinco de Mayo. Everyone in this Arriba. category is Mexican-American. Everyone in this category. All right, here we go. Arriba, arriba. Uh, that's, that's offensive. Don't play that. It's not offensive. You. Nothing wrong Offended with Offended by that. Uh, very delicate times that we live in, Eddie. $200. Here we go, gentlemen. Your name is your buzzer. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Eddie Garcia played that last soundbite. Uh, and here we go for $200 with Tyler in Southern California and Jay Money in Northern California. Golden State Battle Royale here. $200. This former Dallas Cowboys quarterback just retired this offseason. Tyler. Tyler. Uh, Jeff Garcia. No! Jay Money. What? Oh, Jay Money. Oh, that was oh, a tough. God. Oh, my God. Jay Money. Jay Money. Yes. Tony Romo. Yes. <laughs> yes. Brain fart for Tyler. And Jay Money takes advantage. Will that end up to be the difference? Let's go. $400. $400. This California native and former USC quarterback is Jay Money. Bam. He knows his Mexican-American athletes. All right. Uh, six. Stop that. Six, please. Uh, $600. This former Cal Bear was a two-sport athlete. Holds the record for Jay Money. Jay Money. Tony Gonzalez. Oh, he did oh. it again. He did it again, Eddie. Jay Money's on a roll. Will it keep going? All right. And Fuego. $800. This former shortstop is the only player in Major League Baseball history to hit two grand slams during a game in his home stadium. That would be Finway. And the hint is the, the Red Sox broke the Tyler. curse. Yes. Henley Ramirez? No. Jay Money. Jay Money. No more Garcia Parra. Oh, he did no it again. Jay Money did it. He did it again. He's on a roll. All right. Let's see. Now, now the pressure's on Tyler. $1,000. Here we go. This two-time Super Bowl champ. And Stanford quarterback also won the Heisman and AFC Rookie of the oh, Year. That's a good question. He's the only quarterback to start and win two Super Bowls without being inducted into the Pro Football Hall. Jay Money. Jay Money. I use my lifeline. I knew you were going to do that. I, I knew that. All right, Jay Money, where do you want to go? Yeah, hey, I'm going to go with Eddie. I don't know. Can we use Eddie again, or we got to go to Danny G? I, I think we got to go to Danny. Danny. Oh, I think Danny got this. He's a, I think the Raiders. Yeah, it's obviously Jim Plunkett. Yeah. I knew it anyway. Yeah. I knew the answer anyway. Oh, and please. it's a shame. He should be in the no, Hall of Fame. Stop. Oh, stop, you Laker, uh, Raider it's propaganda. It's Cinco de Mayo and Tom Flores. Oh, stop. Uh, no, you got that right. It is Jim Plunkett. Yeah. And uh, again, we for the, the second second week we will not get to the murder category. Uh, but we do have. Yeah. What's the score here? Is, do we have enough? I, it was a, We do not. Oh, Jay wow. pulled ahead Good with job, the Jay with Mike. the wrong answers. He's got thirty six hundred to fourteen hundred. Wow. Okay. Uh, Tyler, uh, brain the champ fart. is dethroned. I knew you were in trouble oh. with the to- with the uh, Tony Romo question. You gave me Jeff Garcia. That was a tough one. Yeah. That was a tough that. one. All right, well, Tyler, you've been a great champion. Thank yeah. you, sir. You'll be no, back. Thank I, you I, for I'm sure me. in a couple of weeks or you know a month or so you can come back. Yeah, and, sounds uh, good. Yeah. All right, thank you, buddy. Right, Appreciate that. And uh, Jay, Jay, money, you get the golden ticket. Congratulations, Jay Money. Hold on right there. You're the big winner. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct, but most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.